Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. No matter where you are in your wellness journey, immune support is crucial. That's why you need quality immune support that you can trust. Nature's Way Sambucus is the elderberry brand that you can count on to provide quality, traditional immune support. We pick our elderberries at their peak to deliver an elderberry extract rather than a juicer or powder so you know you're getting the best of what nature has to offer. Find your way to well with quality immune support from Nature's Way Sambucus. This statement has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Morning Report. This is Morning Report 120. What? 120? Good gracious. My name is Willie Lawson. The Morning Report is a production of FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com. If you want to know more about what we do and how we do it and who we are, go to FightBackMedia.com and look at all the things we have. I mean, they're all set up on links, real easy. Just click on them and go. I know people are just lazy as heck about clicking on stuff when we ask you guys to click on stuff we 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 in the biz we call it click lazy know that most people are click lazy no matter how much they care about what you're doing if you ask them to do something it's everything's a big ask everything is a big ask if i don't have it there for you already when you see it when you go there Asking you to click on something is like asking you for money. Whew. It's almost easier to ask you for money. <laughs> I'm just telling you guys who you are. But you already know that. It's almost easier just asking for asking for money. Because we've done that too. And there was a time where asking for money was easy. Asking for money was was easy. There was a lot of people who wanted to see... An alternative to mainstream media. They wanted to see new conservative podcasts. They wanted to see um, new conservatives out there pushing back against the mainstream media narrative. And now people don't seem as excited about it. But you know what? There are a bunch of us who are still out here. And we're going to continue to do the work 
that we started and we're going to do the best we can to defend the Constitution in the best way we know how using the talents that God gave us you feel me that's how it's going to be and even if you're click lazy even if you go to if you go to fightbackmedia.com and you don't click on one single link that's not going to deter any of us we're still going to do what we we are still going to do what we set out to do now what you need to do is go to fightbackmedia.com and click on every damn link every single one and there's a bunch of them there from the Swanton report to Red River TV, to TimBrice.com, soon to be T, uh, TBC, Tampa, dot, um, WordPress.com. Right now it's a WordPress site. My feeling is that, excuse me, it'll get upgraded. I'm sorry, I ate popcorn. Should have eaten popcorn before I started doing the show. But, yeah, so, that, so there's a new conservative site coming. Especially for our, our folks down in here in, 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 Tampa, in the Tampa Bay area. This is especially for you. Uh, sort of a clearinghouse for conservative activity in, in mid-central Florida. Looking forward to um, working with Tim Bryce and Rick Swire uh, and the rest on this site. Thank you ever so much. But today, it is Morning Report 120. Got some great stories. Um, you might have seen that the health secretary has said, and I'm sure that the left is super disappointed by it, that there have been no um, spikes in infections of COVID-19, the Chinese Communist Party flu, uh, Hong Kong flu, in areas that have opened up. Now, I know that the the news media and the and the liberal left we're hoping for people to start dropping dead in the street because now you can go to the beach. Now you can go get your hair cut. Now you can go do this, and especially in the South. I'm sure some of the limousine liberals in in Connecticut, New York, were just hoping that all these Trump supporters, as they say on, on, on Twitter, would just start dropping dead. But here's what's happening, I will tell you. Anyway, our next story, our other story is going to be, were you, were you sick in January? I mean, we hear a lot of people who were, who were sick, real bad sick in January and, and December. Could have been COVID. Antibody tests? Saying could have been COVID. We'll talk about that. And there's another sheriff in Michigan who, who was saying, you know what? We're just not going to carry out some of these orders from the governor. We're just not going to do it. Just not going to do it. Something special about this guy. And we'll tell you when we get back. My name is William Lawson. This is the Morning Report 120. We'll be back right after these messages. You know, every man my age should have three things in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. 
My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop. Located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist, Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942, www.bloomingdays.com. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, Flipboard curates the world story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections it's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to the uh, Morning Report. My name is William Lawson. The Morning Report is, again, a production of fightbackmedia.com. And let's get to the, let's, let's get, let's, let's, let's get to the stories. Let's get to, let's get to the stories. Let's all get to the stories. All right, here we go from the Epic Times. Do, do you guys get the Epic Times? It's a once a week newspaper. And once-a-week newspapers are problematical because, you know, n- news cycle happens. Used to be, like, every week, or and, and now a news cycle happens at 24 hours. Now a news cycle happens in six hours. Where you have a story at, at, at 8 a.m., and by by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it's not a story anymore. Yeah, so newspapers are tough, but these people do great work, great investigative reporting. All, all, so over the long term, so if you're somebody who still likes the, the newspaper and getting a paper and opening it up and read and reading articles that are more in depth then you might want to do what I did and again we're not making any money right now from the epic times but uh you might want to you might want to check them out you might want to spend a couple of dollars anyway um story by Jack Phillips uh in the um epic times the the headline is no spike in CCP virus in places reopening. Yeah, Epic Times doesn't take doesn't hold any punches back. They're not calling it COVID nineteen. They're not calling it coronavirus. They're calling it CCP virus, Communist China, par, Chinese Party virus. <laughs> Epic Times is savage. They don't care. Um, there's been an observation in. There's been. There hasn't been an observed spike in CCP virus cases in areas that have reopened. While some areas have remained shut down, there have seen an increase in cases, said Health Secretary Alex Azar. We are seeing that in places that are opening, 
we are not seeing the spike in the case. Excuse me. We are seeing that in places that are opening, we are not seeing the spike in cases, Azar told CNN's State of the Union program on yesterday, on Sunday. We st- we still see spikes in some areas that are, in fact, uh, close to very localized situations. A number of other governors have imposed stay-at-home orders to curb the spread of, of the CCP virus, also known as the novel coronavirus. Um, such stay-at-home orders have forced the closure of numerous businesses deemed non-essential, leading to more than 30 million uh, job losses in about two months, according to the Labor Department's stats. Azar said the reopening is a choice of local governments. These are very localized determinations. They should not be done by, uh, um, excuse me, they should not be a one-size-fit-all to reopening. But reopening, we, but reopen we must, because it's not health versus economy, it's health versus healthy, he said. He said, noting that keeping places like hospitals shut down for other medical procedures than COVID-19 could create a separate public health crisis. Now, if I may, um, I don't want to. Di- I, I don't want y'all to, to dig too far into my neighbor's business. But I had a neighbor. I have a neighbor who needed a procedure and has been waiting for that procedure for a while. And had it yesterday or the other day before. Finally, as our large hospital here where we live finally opened up to what they were actually calling, quote, elective surgeries. And I guess that's an elective surgery if you're not going to bleed out in the emergency room. That's an elective surgery. Although this surgery was super important to his quality of life and his life in general. And we have, and you know, I have to wonder aloud. I'm again, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the radio. What his prognosis in his life would be like without the surgery that he had? No, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm glad he had it. Um, we saw him today, and he looks as good and as healthy. Although he kind of started, you know, he got that gray hair. He's tall. He kind of kind of looks a little scary, like Bernie Sanders, but. Um, looks as healthy as he's looked in a long time. We're very excited about it. Um, so there, so according to the, um, to Alizar, he says there is a very real health consequence to these, these shutdowns that needs to be balanced against the possible illnesses from the virus. Azar told CBS news face nation in another interview. Azar was busy, 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 busy Sunday. Um, Face the nation in another interview. Um, that's reflected in other medical procedures or screenings that aren't being done as hospitals deal with the pandemic. Whether it's suic- su- excuse me, suicidal rates or cu- cardiac procedures not being received, cancer, uh, cancer screenings, pediatric vaccinations declining. He told CNN all of these critical health needs that are part of the reopening of the economy. All this... See, and this is, is is interesting. I have a connection in one of the, in, in in the hospital, the big hospital here where I live, and that was a lot of the and that's been a lot of the concern of this hospital. Not only getting that revenue in, but how many people were 
quite frankly, even if they got permission to go to the hospital, were afraid to go to the hospital because they had they were under the impression that the CCP virus was more dangerous than the condition they had. They didn't want to, you know what, they, they were still alive. Now, they knew they had a heart thing, but at least they were still alive. They, would go, they were afraid if they went to the hospital, they would, get, they would get CCP virus and then die because that was the narrative being pushed. So there, were, there are people who are, ha- who are having, and, and, and these stories will come out, and it'll be a sort of an anecdotal thing to start with, uh, but there are cases where people are staying home, pushing away heart attacks, or trying to push it away, and dying because they were afraid to go to the hospital. Uh, during the interview, he was asked about people congregating in bars and in restaurants, and Azar replied, it's the cost of freedom. Did you hear that? If you needed something to be excited about this morning, during the interview with CNN, he said this. He was asked about people people congregating in bars and in restaurants. Azar just replied this. That is the cost of freedom. I think in any individual instance, you are going to see people doing things that are irresponsible. That's part of the freedom that we have here in America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My grandma, God bless her, used to say that we are so free that we are foolish. <laughs> She used that when we were talking about when she was basically talking about children who were out of control that they were just so free that they were foolish that adults get that way too. It's a price of freedom. Not everybody is going to behave in what you think uh, or what I think is a responsible manner because if they're adult an adult they don't have to. So if you want to go to a bar for Cinco de Mayo, ding 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 ding. ding and be all face up, face up and butt to butt with somebody, you know, you know, with a hundred other people. Yeah, I guess. But I ain't never doing that. I haven't done that in, oh, I can't even tell you how many years. But I'm never doing that. Not because I'm afraid of the CCP virus. It's just not a good place for me to be for anything. I don't want to catch the flu or the cold or the clap or any other thing that may be rolling around in a place like that, right? So I'm not going to. However, if you do, like my, like my mama said, go on with your bad self. Go on with your bad self. Go on. Do you. Do you, boo. <laughs> I'm not going to. I ain't going. That's for sure. That is for sure. Um, but it is the cost of freedom. So the good news is, now, it isn't, isn't good news to the liberal left, especially the people who hate Trump and the and Trump supporters, that that people are not, especially in the South, because this is happening in Florida and Georgia, Kentucky, other places in the South, that are opening up. As a matter of fact, here, today, in Florida, um, gyms are back on the list. Now, there are some restrictions uh, but gyms are open and gyms are in phase one. Now everything else is moving into phase two. Phase one for restaurants was, was last week that they could open to 25% capacity. 
and if they had outdoor seating, that was cool. Now, phase two is they still have outdoor seating and they can open up to 50% capacity. So it's not going to, frankly, it's not going to look a lot different because some people are still, folks, some people still aren't going to feel like it's okay. Where was I today? Was it today or yes, yesterday? That's when it was. You know, it's it's hard. Every day is is the same. I was at Lowe's, and Lowe's is treating the whole. And I know, and I'm running out of time. I, I run over on this story, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, Lowe's is treating the whole thing much differently than Home Depot. At Home Depot, they are. Uh, stopping the number of people who are going into the store and controlling that number. And they're um, making people who are going into the store stand at least six feet apart. So you see these big lines of people outside, you know, getting some sunlight, getting the virus off with some UV rays from outside. Now at Lowe's, they're not doing any of that. I was able to walk right in the garden center was not able to do that at Home Depot. And it was a shame because, the, 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 well, you know, the garden center is pretty much outside, right? Now, they did have signs everywhere and things on the floor asking people to walk one way down aisles and to stay six feet apart. They had all that. But they, I guess they sort of expected people to, to, to do what they considered they were safe with. Some people had masks on. Some people didn't have masks on. There was nobody running around from Lowe's telling people they had to wear a mask. And checkout was fairly simple. There, It wasn't like Home Depot where they had corralled all these people in this one line to check out with. So now instead of everybody standing six feet apart, everybody's standing three and a half feet apart. It was stu- it's it's it, Home Depot. It's, it's just you, your methodology is just ate up, ate up with a dumbass. You, you're not coming close to what you thought you were doing. You're not coming close. But there were people in Lowe's again. Some, some were wearing masks and some were not. It was about 50-50. And listen, if you want if you want to wear a mask, I ain't going to tell you not to. Unless you have asthma, then don't wear a mask. But, you know, if you, if, if you want to wear a mask, go right ahead. And if you don't want to wear a mask, you're like me. You know what? Do you, boo. To you. Because that's what I'm going to do. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with with some more stories and some more of Morning Report 120, a production of FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com. We'll be back right after this. This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, The network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at Arm Citizens Legal Defense Network. 
Our number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, Flipboard curates the world story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24 When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections. It's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to Fightback.com's uh, Fightback production of The Morning Report. This is The Morning Report 120. Write that down. 120. Nobody thought we'd get to 20. <laughs> Even few, fewer people thought we'd get to 100. 120, baby. Let's do our thing. All right, our next story is... Um, you know, a lot of people are saying this. I was sick in January. Were you sick in January? A lot of people said were saying, you know, I didn't feel really good in January. Or my wife was really sick. She had this terrible cough, and nobody knew what it was, and blah blah blah. You know, there's a lot of anecdotal stories about this, and and I, and I say it that way because I want to make sure that everybody knows that these these stories are anecdotal. People are, and and for those of us who went to public school, that just means. That there isn't anybody keeping up with the numbers on this. This isn't scientific. This is just stories. Anecdotes. Stories. People saying stuff. But it could be, you know, a lot of us, you said, you know what? This, maybe, maybe I've already had this. And of course, we're all being called science deniers because we were going against whatever the mainstream media narrative about um, the CCP viruses, and I'm going to call it that for a little bit. Why? Because it pisses people off, and it just makes me smile. And that makes me smile. Um, yeah, we were talking about this, and we're and and people are are calling us science deniers and Trump supporters, and we should be wearing tinfoil hats and blah 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 all that stuff. But you know what? Now, now we're starting to find out. And we're starting to find out across the world. In Spain and in Boston are among the latest to announce some pretty significant findings. An international alarm um, surrounding the coronavirus has been driven largely by early estimates about the death rate. Oh, we were all going to die. Two and a half million people were going to die in two weeks, according to the models. 
but a new antibody tests are significantly undercutting these projections. In early March, for example, the World Health Organization General um, Tedros uh, Ed Ed Handum, there you go, General Tedros, who who runs the thing, who is a complete idiot anyway, declared that globally about 3.4% of reported COVID-19 cases have died. He added, by comparison, the seasonal flu generally kills far fewer than 1% of those infected. For reasons that were unclear, he said um, he was comparing the death rates of, quote, reported COVID-19 cases to that of the total number of influenza infections. This is kind of an apples to oranges accounting is guaranteed to make the coronavirus death seem uh, astronomically higher than the flu. See, so, and questioning this this person, um, Tedros, on, uh, from the World Health Organization, corrupt bunch of, anyway, um, you know, was like, oh, being science deniers, tinfoil hat, Trump supporters, Southerners, I don't know. Okay. So if the data, excuse me, the, if the flu death were to be calculated in the same way, many public health officials have calculated the COVID death rate, um, the mortality rate for the seasonal influenza would be vastly higher. Vastly higher than the relatively low number that we have now. Most flu cases go undiagnosed. With health officials, for the most part, estimating rather than confirming the total number of cases each season. They they ultimately calculate the mortality rates based on those estimates, not the actual confirmed cases. Now, let me explain the arithmetic. This doesn't require a degree in stats. This doesn't re- require a math degree. It, requi- it requires an eighth grade ability to do arithmetic. Number of deaths set over number of cases. And then get the percent. Let me, you might want to write this down. Remember when you got to school and teacher said that? You, you might want to write this down and all the smart kid wrote it down. And you didn't. Remember that? Uh, <laughs> if there are two cases that you know of. And one person dies, the one goes on the top, then there's a line, and the two goes on the bottom. That's one half. If you do the arithmetic, you'll find that when you divide one, divide it by two, you get 0.5. 0.5 is 50%. So that would be a fairly high death rate. Right now, if you have one over one hundred, one divided by one hundred is point one. I'm sorry, point zero one. Is that right? Is that true? Yeah, point zero one. Even if you have two over a hundred, which means your death number of people who died doubled, and put two over a hundred, now you have point zero two, which is two percent. Your death rate doubled, but the number of cases was 
significantly higher. So in the flu, this is seasonal flu, nobody knows how many people get the flu. Because when you get the flu, you don't tell anybody. You don't, Not everybody who gets the flu runs to the doctor. You don't tell anybody. You may tell your boss because you're going to take a day off or two days off. Or you might bring your nasty sniffling ass into the office and, and, and give everybody else a flu. Jerk. Maybe now that'll stop. But... The idea is, or you go to, or you go to Sweet Tomatoes, which is probably not coming back, um, with the flu, and sneeze all over the zucchini, and all over the, you know, all over the, all over the lettuces, jerk. Anyway, but you don't run to the doctor. No one knows how many people every year get the flu. Nobody knows, so they estimate and. You gotta believe that is significantly higher than the estimate. So when they go to the, I mean, so that even when they go to the estimate, and you do the very same thing, you use the very same arithmetic, you're going to get a fairly low percent. But if you, but if you use COVID, but if you use this, this is COVID, and you use quote possible, even possible COVID infections, and confirmed cases, that's a much lower number, isn't it? If the denominator, remember that, numerator on the top, denominator on the bottom, if the denominator is a smaller number. Or at least closer to being a, a the same size as the upper number, your percentage is going to be higher. So it's going to look a lot more dangerous, isn't it? Health officials during this pandemic have been shown, excuse me, have been slow to explore how many actual cases of COVID nineteen exist throughout the population. Instead, basing their conclusions and the policy recommendations on lab confirmed infection rates. Yet a growing series of tests conducted by labs throughout the country, suggests that, like influenza, COVID-19 is significantly more widespread than it seems. The denominator is bigger. And that the death rate is consequently much lower than current numbers suggest. So, if a lot more people have it, so we go back to our example. Here in Hill, in Bayfield, Wisconsin, in the county of Bayfield, they've had three coronavirus tests. People test positive for coronavirus. That they're they're saying three. One of them died. They have a thirty-three percent death rate. Listen to this. They have a Bayfield, where our friend Paul Swanson is. In Bayfield, Wisconsin, they have a 33% death rate. They have one death. They have three confirmed cases. What does that do to the average? Pumps it up, doesn't it? Now, here where I live, we have had 1,400 
37 or 40 confirmed cases. And unfortunately, we've had 43 deaths. That's a different number, isn't it? Our number is more like 2.97%. However, if we find out, like we're finding out with antibody tests, that 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 bottom number should be a lot larger the larger that number gets compared to the number of deaths, the lower the death rate is. And we're finding out that the the lethality of COVID-19 may not be anywhere near what they were trying to do, what they were trying to tell us. So there are scientists across the planet in recent weeks have been working to administer antibody or or serology tests to citizens in numerous uh, countries. These tests are designed to determine if someone likely had um, the uh, COVID-19 at some point in the past by detecting the presence of a specific antibody in the blood. What the tests have shown so far, in many cases, astonishing. In New York City, tests indicated that as many as 25% of residents had contracted the disease. Around a third of the subjects in Chelsea, Massachusetts, tested positive for the antibodies. About 16 times more than the known infection rate at the time. Researchers in Miami-Dade County, not too far from me, five-hour drive, said that the infection rate there could be 20 times higher than the official numbers. So if you multiply that bottom number the the infection rates by 20 times. Whew. And you have the same amount of deaths. That lethality drops to nearly nothing. In Iran, earlier this month, meanwhile, a preliminary research paper said that the infection rate in the region of Gulan could be significantly higher than what had been recorded in Santa Clara, California last month. Research suggested that an infection rate as high as 80 times higher than the confirmed cases. A Boston study released this week found 10% of the residents had antibodies. Though City Mayor Marty Wall speculated that the number could be as high as 20%. Researchers in Spain this week also announced upwards of 5% that uh, of that hard-hit country might have already contracted the virus, significantly more than the one-half of 1% suggested by confirmed cases. So... What we're talking about is what everyone talks about, herd immunity. And my mother, you know what, being 59 is great, I'll tell you why. Because you have stories. You have stories. I love having stories. Story time. Uh, My mother um, used to babysit. No, you can't babysit your own child. But she used to keep me 
and my two cousins. My cousins were what we call stair-step cousins. They were a year apart. So I think that we were all a year apart. I think I, think I was the oldest, and then my cousin John was a year younger than I was, and then my cousin Janine, uh, I'm just going to say Neen because we called her Neen, because I think we were little, we couldn't say Janine for some reason. But my cousin Neen was a year a year younger. So I think that right now we would be 56, excuse me, 57, 58, 59. <coughs> she used to keep us. Um, instead of my aunt and uncle having to get a babysitter, she just kept all of us because I was home and she was home. She didn't work at the time. And one of us, and I don't remember who first got the chicken pox. Got chicken pox. Which kids used to get all the time. Kids in, kids in the early 60s used to get chicken pox all the damn time. So instead of so in, instead of um, keeping everybody home and keeping us away from each other, oh no, 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 no. She made sure that we were all in the same room at the same time. She didn't change a damn thing. That woman made sure that all of us got the chicken box at the same time. And then, of course, me, the overachiever that I was, I also contracted a case of the measles. And measles used to be something that kids used to get. And yes, I had the vaccination. I still have my mark, my star on my arm. I still had the vaccination. But I got the measles and the chicken box and had them at the same time. Because I'm an overachiever. I've always been an overachiever. <laughs> but my mother made sure that we all got it at the same time. Because if, if we were going to be sick, she wasn't going to be sick with, with one and two weeks later be sick with another one, and two weeks later be sick with another one. She wasn't going to have that crap drag out for six weeks. Oh, no, 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 no. Three weeks, this was as long as she was going to go. And if she could get us all, then we would all have, then we would then we would have immunity. And we wouldn't have to worry about it again. So that's the concept of herd immunity, that we've all had it, and... It's something that it's going to, it's going to be out there, folks. It's going to be out there for if it's if it's in the environment, it's going to be out there forever. We're never going to be able to eradicate it. It's out there. Now it may not be hanging out human beings anymore, but it's out there. I mean, you can you can get vaccines and you can do all that, but you can also and vaccines are a way to have herd immunity. Why? Because you're taking you're doing exactly what, what my mom did. And you're doing it from a lot more scientific and a, and any more, probably a lot less dangerous way of doing it. But the same thing, the same thing happens. These numbers seem to confirm what scientists initially suspected of the virus. It is highly communicable and spreads relatively easy among, among populations. And no one ever said it didn't. Don't go ahead and put that tenfold had up your uh, up your booty because no one here is saying that this particular thing is not contagious it's highly contagious and spreads pretty easily it also conflicts with early assumptions that the catastrophe that um that it is catastrophically fatal to the general population remember i talked about earlier that people are afraid to go to the hospital 
because if they got if they got COVID nineteen, it was a death sentence. Unlike the deadliest pandemics in human history, the vast majority of COVID nineteen victims appear to be older and sicker individuals who are also prime targets for regular seasonal flu deaths. People who are older and have compromised immune systems and underlying conditions don't do as well, but we never do as well. And I say we because I'm one of those people. Told you. Friggin' overachiever. The serology numbers are encouraging in that they suggest a significantly lower death rate for, for the disease overall. Yet they may also indicate that there is still a really difficult fight ahead for most countries. Absent a vaccine, most infectious diseases only cease being a major threat to a population at the onset of herd immunity, which I just talked about, which generally requires high levels of infection and recovery in society. A 5% infection rate in Spain is much higher than the current numbers, but it still may be a long way off um, from herd immunity. Yet, there is a possibility that herd immunity for COVID-19 could come at a lower threshold. We don't know. An international team of researchers argued this month that the pathology of COVID-19 may mean society-wide immunity could occur at a much lower threshold than the 70, 60 to 70% others have put forward. Good news for everyone, particularly in the light that early serology tests showing already widespread transmission. The good, the good news is that a lot, of people have, a lot of people have already had it. And whether they show symptoms or not, they're over it and they have the antibodies. Whatever the threshold may be, it is clear that the antibody tests are one of the critical keys to untangling the COVID-19 puzzle, something that scientists and public health officials can no longer afford to ignore. It makes little sense for scientists and governments to continue to refer to the fatality rate of the disease without acknowledging that it is clearly vastly lower than everyone thought just a few short months ago. It's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. This article came from the folks at justthenews.com. And you want to um, check them out, justthenews.com. And the and who wrote this thing? Daniel Payne, thank you. Wrote it Sunday at ten at ten thirty seven in the morning. Should have been in church, Daniel. <laughs> I don't know, maybe he went to eleven o'clock service. Um maybe. But as but we're finding that out. So maybe you've already had it. I'm not one to tell you to take the vaccine. Because you gotta give vaccines to healthy people. Giving a vaccine once, I mean, somebody who's sick doesn't really do you any good because you've already got the virus. But, excuse me, excuse me my chair's going to make a noise. There you go. Um, so, I don't know if I want to be one of the first people who take the vaccine. I just don't know that. But there will be people who will, and we'll find out, won't we? And we're going to find out. Because there will be people in states that have opened up who we will be testing the uh, to get the antibody test and find out that maybe we're build maybe we may maybe just maybe folks we're building this herd immunity and we'll be able to build it two ways first by the number of people who have gotten CCP virus 
didn't show any symptoms, fought it off, and now they have the antibodies. And those later who take the vaccine. Hmm. And build it that way. You know, I said this earlier on. It's 2020. We should just be better at this than we were at the time of the Spanish flu. We should be better at this at the time of HIV. We should just be better at this by now. And it shouldn't take what we've gone through to be better at it. We should be better at it. Science and medical science should be better. And if it isn't better, then that's a whole other question. All right, folks, we'll be back with more of the show right after these messages. It's Monday. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. Are you someone who wants to give more? Are you someone who wants to donate more to your favorite charity or even your favorite podcast and you just don't have the money because you got too much credit card debt already? Well, I've got something for both of us. Debt.com. Debt.com is ready to put you into a debt consolidation program that will save you money, save your credit rating, and allow you to live your dreams in the way that you would like to live them. That's Debt.com. Give them a call at 877-764-2393. That's 877-764-2393. Get out of debt today. You know, every man my age should have three things in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop. Located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist. Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com One more, and then we'll do a um, Bryce is Right, and then we'll be out of here for Monday morning. Um, you know, um, what's her face up in um, up in Michigan? The uh, the governor, crazy woman, Whitmer. She's completely out of her mind. Completely, totally out of her mind. Uh, she, she is under the impression that she can say and do anything she wants, and everybody... Has to hop to it. She says jump and everybody everybody in the state, all the residents of the state and the businesses have to say how high. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer is her name. And what what she's finding out is, and maybe she didn't, and I don't know, maybe she didn't know. Maybe you don't know. 
that sheriffs and 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 and, and you should re- research the history of sheriffs. Now, if you're curious about that, uh, I have a res- I have I have a resource for you. Yes, write this down: chrisannhall.com. chrisannhall.com. Go to Chris Hand's website and um, look up sheriff and just look up sheriffs. Just type in the thing sheriffs because they have a different covenant than police departments. For instance, your county sheriff department has a much different covenant than your city's police department. Your county sheriff's department are, they work for for you directly. They don't work for a mayor or a governor. The highway patrol works for a governor. I mean, works for the governor. The, um, the, the city cops work for the mayor. The, the sheriffs work for the people. Just to simplify it. And protecting the people's rights as the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of their state provide. Completely different covenant. Completely different. Which is why some of these governors, are, I mean these sheriffs around the country are starting to decide, well, you know what? We're not going to enforce that order because they can make that decision. They can make that decision. In most places, sheriffs get selected by whom? The people. They're not appointed. In most places, police chiefs are appointed by the mayor and the city council. Right? The head of your state police department is an appointed position by the governor, but sheriffs are elected by the people. That's why the difference. So in Michigan, there's another sheriff who is saying, you know what? I don't think I can go with all this. And his name is Chris Swanson of Genesee's County. And on a recent podcast in the um, No BS BS News Hour, uh, starting around 28 and a half minutes, he laid this out for the host. The host asked, are you going to be enforcing these do not open orders? Are you are you going to stand down? Well, the sheriff sounded more interested in the Constitution than the governor's pen. But the nation's founding documents also don't give him inordinate power. They do not. Here's what he said. This is what the sheriff said. You know, people have to talk about the Constitution in its entirety, and that's the separation of powers. And the sheriff is the executive branch of that separation. We enforce laws with discretion. Remember that. The judicial branch determines if whatever we're enforcing made by legislators is what we what they wrote constitutional. 
Is it dangerous for a police officer to determine, determine what's right and what's wrong? Otherwise, I could look at Lafayette and say, you know, the order of the, by order of the sheriff, I don't agree with the speed limit. Go as fast as you want. I can't do that. But, and that's a big one, given the circumstances, as for Sheriff Chris, Chris's office, where tyranny is concerned, like a new edition, you can, you can check them out. This is what he says. But what I can do, I'm not going to park, park cop cars and pull over everybody going one over the speed limit. So I tell you this to my people, um, so I tell this to my people in Genesis County, because I have seen people on the business side, they're dying. He said this, we have not raided a business, we have not shut a business down, we're not pulling people over, we are not writing tickets, and don't expect us to do it. This sheriff is not going to go into businesses and shut them down. They're not going to write people tickets. They're not going to arrest people. They're not pulling people over. They're not going to. It seems that Chris may be the kind um, of the same mind of, as the Port of Seattle policeman Greg Anderson, who was placed on leave recently for standing up to, um, who was standing up for Americans' liberties and encouraging his fellow officers to decline enforcing the unconstitutional dictates. You probably saw that, right? It's a cop saying, you know, trying to tell his, you know, his fellow cops that, hey, we need to stop and we're not enforcing this. But the sheriff, again, has a different covenant So than the, the, the police. And the sheriff can make that decision. Now, the special thing about this sheriff is that he isn't a Republican. This particular sheriff is actually a Democrat. Gretchen is probably losing her mind and trying trying to find some way to relieve this cat of his duties for sure. But, guess what? He doesn't work for her. Wow. It's happening. Alright, um, now it's time for my friend Tim Bryce and Bryce is right. We've talked about coronavirus, um, the uh, communist Chinese, I mean the Chinese Communist Party virus, and and what we've heard from media and we've heard from <clears throat> health <clears throat> officials, and the basic politicizing, politicizing or the politicization, yeah, politicizing of coronavirus, and this is what my friend Tim Bryce is going to talk about. With this segment of Bryce is Right. And now it's time for Bryce is Right. Tim Bryce is an author, freelance writer, and the managing editor of M&JB Investment Company of Palm Harbor, Florida. Tim has over 40 years of covering Florida politics and national politics. It is a pleasure to have Bryce is Right as a segment on Fightback Media. And now, Bryce is right. This is Tim Bryce with my column titled, Politicizing the Coronavirus. Panics are a fascinating subject, particularly from a management perspective. They are usually caused by some catastrophe, be it man-made or an act of God. 
We can make some preparations for disaster, but they do not normally accommodate all situations. This means we are forced to react to a panic, such as a cattle stampede triggered by a bolt of lightning. Instead of being proactive, we then must rely on our leaders to take the reins to restore order and correct the problem. Historically, Americans have reacted to many calamities, be it Pearl Harbor, Hurricane Katrina, or 911, to mention but a few. There were indications such disasters would occur and some preparations were made, but nothing to the scale prohibiting the pain, suffering, and damage that occurred. Now we're faced with a panic as created by the coronavirus, a pandemic virus plaguing the world, and it appears nobody was quite prepared for it. In the United States, the Trump administration took the lead and tried to calm the public's nerves while seeking medical treatments and keeping the country running as best as possible. Following Pearl Harbor, Katrina, and 911, the country unified to combat the peril, but this is hardly the case today. Even though polls suggest the country approves the efforts exerted by President Trump and his team, there are forces at work to undermine him. Through his daily coronavirus briefings, the president has commanded the headlines and airtime. So much so, the country has somewhat forgotten the national election and former Vice President Joe Biden cannot seem to be found anywhere. In other words, President Trump has enjoyed a tremendous amount of favorable publicity, while the Democrats have essentially dropped off the face of the earth. Obviously, this does not sit well with their leaders as the elections are just seven months away. To combat President Trump's exposure, the news media has openly criticized his daily briefings, claiming they are either distributing misleading information or he is openly lying. Then again, they have been saying this ever since his inauguration. In sharp contrast, Democrat governors who hold similar briefings in their own states are openly applauded. This includes New York, Michigan, Illinois, Washington, and California. So far, I have yet to see the press take the Democrats to task. Obviously, this is not a coincidence as the media is splitting the coronavirus panic along ideological lines. Even though the president couldn't be taken down by the Mueller investigation or by impeachment, the coronavirus makes a convenient last-ditch effort to take him out of the picture. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi is now in the process of creating a new oversight committee for the government's reaction to the coronavirus. This will be used to publicly criticize the president once again and possibly find some excuse to impeach him. I highly doubt this Democrat-led committee will heap accolades on the president. Think about it. Whereas people normally come together in times of crisis, the coronavirus is being used to impeach a president. It doesn't get any more political than this. Interestingly, while the Democrat candidates seem to have disappeared, including former Secretary Hillary Clinton, the one Democrat the news media is fawning over is New York Governor Mario Cuomo. Seems rather obvious the media has fallen for him and will desperately try to find a way to draft him as the party's candidate, perhaps as a dark horse candidate or running mate with Joe Biden. The only problem with this is the people are more concerned about surviving the virus than impeaching or defeating the president. Again, the president is scoring well for his handling of the panic. In other words, the media's attacks on the president are not swaying the minds of independents or Republicans. It is simply not working, and the president's popularity continues to grow. In a cattle stampede, your choices are rather limited. Lead, follow, or get the heck out of the way. And two of those options will not solve the problem. 
So far, the American people, with the exception of the far left, believe the president is taking them in the right direction. I never suspected someone would take a calamity like the coronavirus and spin it for a political game. Imagine where we would be if we took the same approach to Pearl Harbor, Hurricane Katrina, and 911. Unfortunately, our country is hopelessly divided along ideological lines. One last note. I recently came across a funny graphic on social media. It says, quote, I have a cure for the coronavirus. Just mentioned canceling the 2020 presidential election until 2024. See how fast it disappears, end quote. There is a lot of truth in this. Friends, keep the faith. This is Tim Bryce in Palm Harbor, Florida. Follow me on the Internet at TimBryce.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.